welcome back to Uncaped Heroes. We are so glad that you've chosen to take this time to spend with us today. We have the most amazing time traveling around the world from the comfort of our living rooms and meeting the most amazing people that do the most amazing things to serve this world that we live in. We have met some of the most extraordinary people that do ordinary things really well. And then we've met a wealth of ordinary people that do things in an extraordinary way in the lives of other people. I'm Stacy Johnston. Welcome, and I'd love to bring in my co-host, Cassie Holland. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. I'm glad to be here and looking forward to the conversation. How are you? Oh, I am fabulous. You know, I just, I continue to be humbled and in awe of the conversations that we get to have and the people that we get to meet and the space that's being provided for so many people to get better from so many things we've not talked about in probably far too long. So, Kathy, what's one of your best moments in this journey that we take? I really am enjoying seeking out the unique in the world. Everybody that we've talked to has a different journey. All of their messages are different. Nobody has the same concepts. I think it's all just super cool. I love the I love that everybody's so different. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we all want the same things, right? We all want love and respect and honor and safety and trust and, and forward moving and that positive energy. So, again, I think that's been proof of what we've seen, that people from Kentucky and Minnesota and the U.K. and Israel, at the end of the day, we all want the same things. We're all after that same quest in life, and the journeys are so beautiful. So I would love to bring in our guests. So without further ado, if you're ready, Cassie, may we please introduce Dr. Debbie Silver. How are you today, ma'am? Great, thanks. Looking forward to our conversation. We are so glad that you are with us today. So how about you kick us off? Deb, tell us, who is Deb Silver? What do you do? Why do you do that? And how can we connect with what you do? Sure. Well, I run the PBT, which stands for Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute. It's, it's the only uh, online space to help people heal physically, mentally, and emotionally from the betrayal of a family member, partner, friend, coworker, self. Uh, it's my 30th year in business, but new, you know, this, this is fairly new. And, of course, you don't study something like betrayal unless you have to. Um, and I, uh, I had a horrible betrayal from my from my family a few years later. It happened again. This time it was my husband, uh, blindsided, devastated, like anybody else who's been through it. Um, and that was the deal breaker. So here I was, four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. I'm 50. And I said, that's it. Something's got to change me. So I enrolled in a PhD program in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential, because I was just changing so much, didn't quite understand it. He was too, wasn't ready to look at that. Uh, And then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal, what holds us back, what helps us heal, and what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive. That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries that changed my health, my business, my family, my life. Wow. You know, Deb, how many people do you think there are in this world right now 
seeking some sort of permission for that very thing. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I feel like we're all in this place right now where we feel like we need permission to do anything, to speak yeah. out, to say anything, to be as to present as ourselves. And so I so appreciate this space that you are providing for people to just step into and go, I got that. Mm-hmm. Right? And that yeah. was mine, and I know how to get better. So thank you for opening that space for people. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing that, you know, I really look at betrayal as one of the most painful of the human experiences. I mean, this was the person where these were the people who gave us a sense of safety and security. So when that's the person, these are the people to shatter that very sense of safety and security. It's devastating. And the great news is we can heal from all of it. That's, I mean, I'm living proof. Members of our community are living proof. Our certified coaches are living proof. And that you don't have to stay stuck. You can heal from, from all of it. Hmm. So, Deb, is your practice primarily, do you work with women? Do you work with men? Do you work with couples, corporations? How does your business manage? Yeah, we have, we have men and women within the community. And it's, um, it's really the kind of thing there are, there are really two demographics that come in. It's, it's the person who's just been blindsided, recently betrayed, and, and they are just, you know, in shock and overwhelmed and, and uh, not, even, not even sure the first steps of, of what to do about it. And, and we have another group, and those are the people who were, their betrayal happened long ago, but they, they realize that it's affecting their health, their work, their relationships, and they want something so much better. And one of the discoveries was that while we stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many of us do, if we're going to heal, we will move through five now proven predictable stages. And we even know what happens now physically, mentally, and emotionally at every one of those stages. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So we know what stage someone's coming in at. And there's a particular stage people get stuck in, stage three, and they can stay there for 20, 30 years, and that's no way to live. They haven't even undergone their transformation that's waiting for them when they learn how. Well, I can tell you that I am, God already have a page of notes, and I'm very intrigued. And (laughs) personally, on the other side, I'm going to find out more about what you do because I know so many people that could benefit from just that space. Mm. Oh, so many. So, again, that's one of the things that I appreciate about being able to do this podcast is because at the end of the day, you know, it's not, there's not a for sale, it's not a gimmick, there's not a thing, there's not a, an end game. We just have the opportunity to light and, and show the world people like yourself and, and yeah. saying, hey, I got space for that for you. Yeah. And, right? and, and, and so, thank you Thank you for that. And you know, it's people like you that give people like me a voice. So I appreciate it. You're welcome. I just, yeah. Thanks for what you have to say. I mean, we all need each other, right? And the, and the world needs your information and it needs what you have to say. So I'm a firm believer that, that those two things find a way to work themselves out and come together, you know? Yeah. And I feel like just hearing that there is an option out there will make people feel so much less stuck from the get go. Yeah, and, and, I mean, this is research-based and proven now. I mean, it's just predictable. If someone is willing to do the work to heal, they will predictably move from, you know, stage two to stage three to stage four to stage five. You clear through uh, the other side of their betrayal to a unique space. That, we, you know, that was one of the other discoveries. Healing from betrayal is very different 
than healing from other life crises, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, you know, and, and the re and, and I didn't want to assume it. So I asked all my study participants, I said, if you've been through other crises, does it feel different for you? Unanimously, they said it feels so different. And it feels so different because it feels so intentional. So we take it so personally. So the whole self has to be rebuilt. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. When you rebuild all of that and heal from your experience, uh, you, you're, you're in a space now called post-betrayal transformation. That is the complete and total healing after betrayal. I, 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 sorry, I was just listening yesterday to a guy say that it doesn't matter what happens if somebody breaks your trust. He said it's like, uh, no matter what you try and do with it after that, it will never regain its original form. He said it's like chocolate melting. No matter Mm. what you put it back in, it will not ever go back to its original form. So... I like your answer way better. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and I, my book is called Trust Again, Overcoming Betrayal and Regaining Health, Confidence, and Happiness. We actually teach a, a four-step trust rebuilding process. People ask me all the time, can trust be repaired? I say no. Can it be rebuilt? Yes. Uh, but it's, it, it's, a, it's a big process. And, and I, look at, I look at trust like a brick wall. You know, that brick wall can take decades to build. The only way I know of it being how to get it built is brick by brick by brick, right? And then the person who built the brick wall can shatter the whole thing. Well, you can look at the rubble of bricks and say, I don't have the least bit of interest watching that thing get rebuilt, and that's totally fine. However, if you're willing to watch that brick wall be rebuilt, the person whose trust was shattered has to be willing, and the person who shattered the trust has to be a really good bricklayer. Same thing. Every opportunity they have to show that they're trustworthy is one brick in that wall. And it goes back up brick by brick by brick. Fabulous concept. I love that. I do too. I'm going to ask you one more question from the outside before we dive in, if you don't mind. Um, I think I'll wait. Go ahead, Kathy. What were you going to say? Oh, not. I was going to talk about the gap. Okay, let's find out about a hero. Dad, you've taken this amazing journey mm-hmm. from this young girl that you once were to this woman that faced betrayal extreme and found a need to recover from it to this beautiful lady that you stand out as today with this life that you shine and this space that you provide. What a journey. So as you look at that journey along the way, who do you recognize in that journey as a hero for you and why would you give them that title? You know... I have so many people I look at as heroes in my life, and and uh, it's like one group. Those are my study participants. I mean, these people, they got so raw, so real, so that these discoveries could be made. I mean, I had two-hour conversations with them going into every aspect of their life before, during, after their betrayal, all of it. And because of their willingness to go through that, um, thousands of lives are being changed. So to me, they're heroes. I mean, the, the members we have within the PBT Institute, these are people who say, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm putting my head down and I'm not picking it up until I'm out the other side. You know, those are heroes. Anybody who's willing to face it, feel it, heal it, which is what we say within the community, those are heroes. 
because um, they know they've already been through the worst of it, but they're willing to face those demons and slay those dragons to get to the other side. I love it. I think that is so beautiful. And Cassie, how parallel is that to your concept of recovery? I was right. just thinking. I am. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kathy's narrowed down the 12 steps of recovery to three basic points, just like you. And listen mm-hmm. for her, Cass. So I have come to my conclusion in my 15 years of recovery that you can encompass all 12 steps in three. You have to fix it, you have to own it, and you have to live it. Mm. Yeah. That's it. And most people, you know, it's, and we see this in stage three, they numb, avoid, distract themselves because this is hard to feel or face. But then they, mm-hmm. you know, they stay stuck. We even had three groups in the study who, who did not heal. And uh, well, one group was a group that just refused to accept their betrayal. They just weren't having it. You know, they had their story and that was it. The second group was the group where uh, they were numbing, avoiding, distracting. You know, maybe they ran to the doctor who put them on mood stabilizers, anxiety medications, or they drank or they emotionally ate, whatever it was. may have made the day a bit easier to get through, but they stayed stuck. And there was actually a third group, and I found this so interesting. This was the group where the betrayer had very little consequences. So whether it was out of financial fear, religious reasons, not wanting to break up a family. They just did their best to try to put it behind them. And I saw two things with this group. The first was only a further deterioration of the relationship. And the second thing, that group by far was the most physically sick. Your heart can't, take, can't handle that. So uh, yeah. you know, that's what happens when we just uh, try to stuff it down or accept something that doesn't feel right. That's, that's self-sabotage. I agree. I, yeah. Wow. That's a really, yeah, I fully agree. So there is a generational gap of information. Mm-hmm. Right. Because previous to the mental health field, it was taboo to discuss your mental health. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it is almost, I don't want to say an excuse because that sounds bad, but it's, it's gone from one end of the spectrum to the other. Mm-hmm. And people didn't want to talk about it, now that's all they want to talk about. So there's a, there's a mm-hmm. gap of information. How do you think with your expertise and your discoveries and your, you know, your findings throughout the years how do you feel Mm -hmm. like we close that gap yeah you know i I think we have to be careful and and check our intentions why are we sharing you know what's that what's the motivation behind it like for example i'm a really private person and for me to share stories of my own betrayal you know i mean that was really hard and i'll tell you you know any good coach has a coach and i'll never forget here I was on a, on a Zoom call, and we were all in a group talking about, you know, what's going on, what's our latest thing, and, and it was my turn. And I was talking about the study and the study and the study, and he just looked at me and he put, pointed his finger right at me, and he said, stop hiding behind your effing study already. And I was like, wow, okay, time to, time to share. And, and I, I really struggled with it, but I realized, you know, this is the stuff that gossip thrives on, uh, but I'm not interested in that. I want the people to who know that they could benefit from hearing it. 
I want them to get the message. So I, I really think it comes down to what's your intention to share. I mean, for me, if you're sharing to teach, if you're sharing to serve, if you're sharing to help, that's different than just sharing, you know, just because. Yeah. Totally. So I think that's, I think that's a huge, I think that's a huge thing. I think people are misled by people's exploitation of emotions, mm-hmm. you know, and their mental health and their feelings and their, their struggles. You know, if you're share, I totally agree with you. If you're sharing them to teach, then your struggle will be someone's survival guide. I tell people that all the sure. time. But if you are sharing just to say, hey, look at me, check this out, that's totally different because it comes across yeah. different. It puts across a different message. So, yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't think that that really that really serves. I, I just don't I don't get the reason for it. And, and you know, and, and I remember even when I was writing Trust Again, it took me a while because you know, this was, this was really personal. And I, and I did check with my intentions because my whole story is in there. Um, and I even sat my whole family down and, you know, cause I knew, I knew what was coming from it. And uh, um, it, it's interesting because, and, and just to, to share also, one of the things that we teach within the community is how do you know if it's safe and in your best interest to heal and yourself and move on? And that's what I did with my family. It wasn't an option to rebuild anything with them. Or how do you know if it's safe and in your best interest, if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, to build something entirely new with the person who hurt you. And, and that's what I did with my husband. So not long ago, we married each other again. New rings, new vows, new dress, and our four kids is our bridal party. Uh, but I, I did. I sat them all down because I knew uh, they, were, they were on the other end of this. And it was interesting. I thought they were going to be like, oh, come on, mom. <laughs> you know? And they were really behind me. And my biggest supporter was my husband. You're going to help so many people. And you're going to show people the betrayer that people can change. So uh, that was the intention. So I think it's, it's just important to check our intentions. Well, congratulations on your new journey together. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I do too. You know, it is that right there is proof that even though we can't go back and start again, we can write a new ending. Mm-hmm. Right, it's yeah. your story. How and, do you want it to read? That's it. And but what I see so often is people are so afraid of the death of the old, but it's only in that complete and utter destruction of the old relationship of the old you of the old other person can this new version uh be birthed and that's it but because it's unknown is you know we kind of stay with what we know i mean like in my situation um it was over that was it and and my intention and my only intention was my kids you know my my work and and just to heal and then on his own he was doing the same thing and it was only then coming back together as two completely different people you know, and a completely different family. It's all the same, all the same characters, but a, but a whole new family. How much hope that gives to so many people. I, I, I just think it's beautiful. I am, 
I'm touched and honored to have had you as our guest today. So, Deb, let's turn the table for just a minute and let's recognize, if nothing else, through this beautiful conversation that you are, in fact, probably more a hero to more people than you even recognize. And so let us take a minute and honor that for you and let you, let you don that hero for just a minute. So as you stand there in that place where you have no telling how many people that look up to you and are honored by you, if you had an opportunity of all the words there are and all the knowledge that you have to hone it down to one line, what would your T-shirt say? Um, it, this is a mantra I've been saying for 30 years. Ready? Hard now, easy later. Easy now, hard later. Take your pick. It's going to be one of those two. When it comes to betrayal, we're talking about hard now. Face those fears, lay those dragons, do the work, easy later. A version of you that would blow your mind, that you have access to if you just do the work. I love that. Pick one or the other. Uh, What a beautiful conversation piece that is all in itself. Hard now, easy later, easy now, hard later. Mm-hmm. How many doors did that open just for somebody to go? So what does that mean? Right. Yeah. And, and the doors it, are open, right? Let the healing begin. It. And it applies to, you name the topic. Think about it, weight loss. You know, hard now. There are those cookies. I'm not going to have them. Easy later. I can button my pants. <laughs> you know, easy, oh, easy man. now. I want those cookies. Hard later. I can't button my pants. You could apply it to anything. But when it comes to betrayal, for sure, it's a case of hard now. Face that stuff. Face it. And so you can feel it, so you can heal it. I think that's so beautiful. I cannot thank you enough for the wisdom that you have shared with us today, for your knowledge, for your journey, for your transparency and your honesty. It is so refreshing. And, again, I'm going to say thank you for the space that you're providing for people. Uh, I just want our audience to, rec- to, to always remember that we're brought to you by Enlightened Up and Guided by Grace. If you know somebody we need to talk to, a story we need to hear, you'd like to talk to us, please reach out to us at herobuilder2020 at gmail.com. Ladies, I can't think of a better way to wrap this up and to, to bring in some pearls of wisdom and to let Debbie have a stage. So, Kathy, do you have any final statements, comments, or thoughts for our audience today? I hope, if nothing else, that people took this information and this conversation as a glimmer of hope because you can fix it. You can get better. You can learn to trust again, and this is proof. It's true. I know so many people that could benefit just from this conversation today. So, again, I'm going to thank you for opening the door. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And I can't think of a better way to close than to give you the stage. So, Deb, how would you like to leave our audience today? You know, I I would say uh, keep this in mind. Even though it happened to you, it's not about you. And you can heal from all of it. And, you know, we have our post-betrayal syndrome quiz, and that's this collection of symptoms so common to betrayal. It's known as post-betrayal syndrome. And I really invite everybody just to take the quiz so they can start healing and they can just find that at the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. You can heal from all of it. Okay, so PBT Institute, 
slash quiz? The PBT Institute forward slash, the, the pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Uh, what a beautiful invitation. We'll make sure that we post that out so people can go in and, and take advantage of that. So thank you again, Deb. Have a beautiful day. Bless thank your you journey. so much.